This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is 71 degrees at 6.04. The forecast for today, sunny and hot, uh, high in the mid-90s. Heat index values as high as 97. The National Weather Service in Binghamton has issued a heat advisory for parts of the southern tier for 11 this morning until 8 this evening with heat index values in the mid-90s possible. In the latest advisory updated by the National Weather Service at 352 this morning, forecasters said that the heat index values could reach up to 97 as predicted with high temperatures for the region being put at about 94. That combined with dew points in the 60s. Officials say the advisory area includes Broome, Tompkins, and Tioga counties in the southern tier, but not Shenango, Delaware, Cortland, Susquehanna, Bradford, or Wayne counties. Even if not included in a heat advisory area, it's still going to be uncomfortably hot and humid. All area residents should take precautions to avoid illness, including heat exhaustion and heat stroke. During the heat of the day, activity outside of air conditioning should be limited. People should check on the elderly and those with respiratory issues and never leave people or pets in a vehicle even when the windows cracked open wear light colored and loose fitting clothing when possible provide shade and water for outdoor animals one popular spot to cool down on hot summer days is temporarily out of commission just as the southern tier swelters. The Broome County Department of Parks, Recreation and Youth Services yesterday announced Dorchester Park beaches are closed due to an environmental health issue that is not uncommon to area waterways. Algae bloom. The announcement from the county executive's office says the Broome County Department of Parks, Recreation and Youth Services has closed the Dorchester Park Beach due to an algae bloom. The Parks Department made this decision Tuesday as a protective measure. The public will be notified when the waterfront has been reopened. Beaches at Nathaniel Cole Park and Greenwood Park remain open. Some algae blooms can use up oxygen in the water and produce toxins that can kill fish, causing health concerns, especially if the water is ingested. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says health issues from swallowing water in an algae bloom include rash, respiratory irritation, and intestinal problems in people and pets. WMBF First News Time, 607 Student housing units in single-family residential sections of Binghamton could soon be outlawed. Mayor Jared Cram says City Council and the Planning Commission will consider a zoning law that would prohibit student apartments in most residential areas to protect, in his words, the integrity of single-family residential neighborhoods while expanding the market for non-student rentals. The mayor says the change could help to ensure that Binghamton families living paycheck to paycheck aren't competing with college students for affordable housing. Under the plan, apartments with four or more unrelated college students 
could be prohibited in single-family and two-family residential zones. Student housing would be permitted in multi-unit residential zones after review and approval by the Binghamton Planning Commission. Student apartments located outside the permitted area would be subject to prosecution beginning July 1st, 2023. The proposal calls for part of an existing two-family residential zone on the west side between Seminary Avenue and Air Street to be converted to a multi-unit residential zone. Many student apartments are already in existence in that area. New York State has announced a state hotline for people to report workplace sexual harassment. The confidential hotline, 1-800-HARASS-3, that's 1-800-427-2773, is to be operated by the New York State Division of Human Rights and will connect workers who allege harassment with experienced pro bono attorneys to give them advice. New York Governor Kathy Hochul announced the program to give victims legal help in what can be very tricky situations as her own administration was born out of allegations of sexual harassment against her predecessor, former Governor Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo resigned a year ago after several women stepped forward and claimed inappropriate interaction with the powerful Democrat. Cuomo denied all allegations and was never prosecuted on criminal charges due to a lack of supporting evidence, according to the prosecutors. The governor's office says the Division of Human Rights worked with the National Employment Lawyers of New York, New York State Bar Association, and other bar associations to recruit the pro bono attorneys to participate in the program. Individuals interested in filing a complaint can visit the DHR website at HTTPS colon slash slash dhr dot ny dot gov. It's 609 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Save in a big way at Galt Chevrolet. Hello, this Good morning on this Wednesday, July 20th. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. And we have a traffic and weather update for you. A lot of traffic updates today. Avenue A will be closed from Main Street to Helen Drive today through Monday for water main replacement. It's in the village of Johnson City, so please plan your route accordingly. New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route 434 in Appalachian. Network started on Monday and will run 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily until Friday. Also starting on Monday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Signed detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. Local traffic will continue to have access to the area, including driveway access from Lenox Drive. The road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. The New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81. From exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split, work is expected to last approximately another week and a half or so as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. And not much of a traffic update here, but more of a general update. The Broome County Department 
of Parks and Recreation and Youth Services has closed the Dorchester Park Beach due to an algae bloom. The Parks Department made this decision Tuesday as a protective measure, and the public will be notified when the waterfront has been reopened. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 71 degrees, 81% humidity. It's going to be hot today. Sunny and hot with a high near 94, and heat index values as high as 97 degrees. So work on a way to stay cool today. Tonight, mostly clear, with a low around 72 degrees. Tomorrow, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 8 a.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 90 degrees. Winds could gust as high as 21 miles per hour and a 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m., Mostly clear with a low around 65, 50% chance of rain. Friday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m. Sunny with a high near 90 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Friday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m. Mostly clear with a low around 66 and a 30% chance of rain. Then we head into a pretty nice Saturday, a hot Saturday though. Mostly sunny and hot with a high near 93 Saturday night, partly cloudy with a low around 68. Or it looks like we might get a little bit of a storm on Sunday. It's 614. You're listening to WMBF. Chicago. for an update on sports. Yesterday was Major League Baseball's All-Star Game. John Carlos Stanton and Byron Buxton homered back-to-back in the fourth inning to rally the American League over the National League 3-2 in the All-Star Game. It was the AL's ninth straight victory in the Midsummer Classic. Nine-time All-Star Clayton Kershaw got the first start of his career for the National League and pitched one inning. He gave up a leadoff single to Los Angeles two-way star Shohei Otani. The NL got a solo shot by Paul Goldschmidt and Dodgers star Mookie Betts. Had an RBI single in the first. Dodger Stadium hosted the All-Star Game for the first time since 1980. Love the Midsummer Classic. The All-Star Game, it's it gets a bad rap in baseball, especially since the game doesn't really count anymore and It's starting to get towards that NBA All-Star game level where, you know, not a whole lot of defense is being played. It's really more about the show of it all. And you know what? That's fine. That's completely fine. Nothing wrong with making a show out of the All-Star game because, again, the game doesn't count. It should be for the fans. It's not for the players. I'm sure every single player at the All-Star game would have you know, rather the All-Star game not exist and they get, you know, three or four days off in a row. They get to rest, maybe go on a little vacation. Not here, though. They do it for the fans. John Carlos Stanton won the MVP award. Much to Yankee fans' dismay, I will say John Carlos Stanton gets a lot of undue hate from Yankee fans because there is a little bit of a tendency for him to strike out maybe more often than others but when you look at his overall body of work he's been nothing but fantastic for the Yankees when he's healthy given 
his health has been hit or miss, especially in his early years with the Yankees. But, you know, when you're a Yankee fan, you expect, oh, I want my star players to play well in the postseason. Well, John Carlos Stanton has done that. And he's coming off a year in 2021 where he played almost the entire season. Played 139 games. Had an 870 OPS. I was 37% above league average. It's a big number. This year, 76 games for the Yankees. Hasn't missed a ton of games this year either. 835 OPS. Now, is that John Carlos Stanton of 2017 MVP form? No. But I think anyone who was paying attention to his time in Miami would know that when John Carlos Stanton won that MVP in 2017 and had 59 home runs, now, first of all, that was a fantastic season. But even during the season, you could see stretches where John Carlos Stanton would go on a two-week binge of hitting home runs like it was nobody's business. And then he'd go on a two- or three-week binge where it looked like he had never held a bat in his life. Now, overall, at the end of the year, those numbers look really good, obviously. He had an over 1,000 OPS that year. But I think the problem is with Yankee fans, especially when you're watching that many games day to day. And, you know, not to slight Miami Marlins fans, but, you know, they don't have the same diehard fan base that I think Yankee fans have. But overall... The numbers look really good. But when you watch every day, it's hard to see that. It's hard to see those numbers come up. You remember the really good stretches where he hits three home runs in four games, and you say, wow, John Carlos Stanton might be the best hitter I've ever seen. And then you remember the two-week stretch where he had three hits total. In the playoffs, though, he has been nothing short of fantastic for the Yankees. 18 playoff games, which doesn't sound like a lot, but he's only been with the Yankees for four years. Four years in the postseason with the Yankees. Has an OPS over 1,000. Over 1,100 even. So, you know, next time before you Yankee fans out there say, hmm, I kind of want to hate John Carlos Stanton today. He's kind of making me mad with all these strikeouts. Just remember, at the end of the year, all these numbers look fantastic for John Carlos Stanton. And... In the postseason, when it matters most, especially to Yankees fans, I would say more than any other fan base, Yankee fans care about the postseason. It's hard to pick somebody better than Giancarlo Stanton. It's 620, now it's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A big bounce for stocks yesterday coming off Monday's losses. The Dow Jones surged 754 points to close at 31,927. The Standard & Poor's 500 finished 2.8% higher. The Nasdaq climbed 3.1%. All three indexes posted their best single day in nearly a month. With interest rates climbing, construction on new homes is slowing. The Commerce Department says both housing starts and the number of new building permits dropped in June. That's the second straight month of declines. Netflix announced yesterday that it lost about a million subscribers worldwide in the second quarter. Considering it anticipated losing 2 million, its share price gained 6% in after-hours trading. Chipotle blames staffing shortages and too many employees calling in sick for its decision to close a restaurant in Augusta, Maine. 
Workers at that location, coincidentally, had filed paperwork to unionize. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Single. Six twenty-two on WMBF. Now it's time for Dr. Sanjay Gupta with a better life. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. If you wake up before your alarm goes off, there is one thing sleep experts we talked to said you should not do, and that is look at the clock. I'm sure you've woken up and done this. I have too, and it makes it that much harder to turn your brain off and go back to sleep. So what should you do? Get out of bed. This is something experts agree on. You want your brain to associate your bed with sleeping. So get up and do something else until you're sleepy again. Whatever it is, though, make sure it's boring. Listen to some chill music. Read a book. Fold your laundry. Do the dishes. Whatever you do, don't turn on your phone or the TV. That light is going to wake you up and make it even harder to fall back asleep. Of course, you'll be more likely to fall asleep faster and stay asleep for the whole night If you're practicing good sleep hygiene, remember, that means keeping your room quiet, dark, and cool. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. The YMCA is just a starting line for the true self blooms only when we find our purpose, what makes us tick below the surface. My why is diversity and unity, a safe space in my community, living with sincerity, giving every day my everything. With my why, I stand strong, seen and supported all along. It's a million faces in a mirror and everyone belongs. Find your why. Learn more at YMCA.org for a better us. If you're in healthcare, you know the power of data. At NRC Health, we know data isn't enough. Going beyond data to genuinely connect with each person is what really matters. That's the power of human understanding. At NRC Health, harnessing that power is everything. Helping you improve care for everyone. It's the secret ingredient for the smartest healthcare systems. Go deeper at nrchealth.com. Now you all know that I have nothing but respect for Dr. Sanjay Gupta in A Better Life, but I simply cannot get behind that philosophy that if you wake up before your alarm clock goes up, you should get up. No chance. If I wake up even two minutes before my alarm clock goes off, I am going back to sleep for that two minutes immediately. 624 on WMBF. Almost three... Six twenty-five on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. In Johnson City, Avenue A will be closed from Main Street to Helen Drive today through Monday, July twenty-fifth, for water main replacement. So please plan your route accordingly. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route four thirty-four in Appalachian, starting this past Monday. The work runs from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily and should be completed on Friday, July 22nd. Also starting this past Monday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Sign detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. Local traffic will continue to have access to the area 
including driveway access from Lenox Drive. The road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. The Department of Transportation is also conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately well, about a week and a half more and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. This is not so much a traffic update, but certainly something that people will want to know about on such a hot day like this. The Broome County Department of Parks, Recreation, and Youth Services has closed the Dorchester Park Beach due to an algae bloom. The Parks Department made this decision Tuesday as a protective measure. The public will be notified when the waterfront has been reopened. And speaking of weather... Today's going to be a hot one. So if you're planning on going to Dorchester Beach, maybe get away from this high near 94 with heat index values as high as 97, you might have to come up with a different plan. Right now in downtown Binghamton, about 71 degrees, humidity 81%. Today, sunny and hot with a high near 94 and heat index values as high as 97. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 72 Tomorrow, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 8 a.m., but mostly sunny, with a high near 90 degrees, and winds could gust as high as 21 miles per hour, with a 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m., mostly clear with a low around 65, 50% chance of rain. Friday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., sunny with a high near 90 degrees. 30% chance of rain, and Friday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m., but mostly clear, with a low around 66. And Saturday, mostly sunny and hot, with a high near 93. Still got a few days left to go in this heat wave hitting the southern tier right now. Well, we'll get through it. Next week looks a lot more manageable so far. We'll see if it stays that way. 629, you're listening to WMBF. Want to say... News Radio 12.90, on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Entertainment Update. ABC Entertainment News. Netflix lost almost a million customers last quarter, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. The company was expected to lose $2 million, and revenue was up, according to numbers announced Tuesday afternoon. That was enough of a silver lining to send the streaming company's stock up 7% in after-hours trading. Netflix also expects to see a gain of a million subs next quarter. Remember that in the first quarter of the year, Netflix lost subscribers for the first time, 200,000 of them, and that sent a shockwave through the business world. The upcoming Brad Pitt action movie Bullet Train sped into Berlin Tuesday evening where they had a red carpet premiere as temps neared 100 degrees, which meant Pitt showed up in a skirt. Why? Breeze. Okay, the breeze. Bullet Train pulls into U.S. theaters August 5th. Billboard says halfway through the summer, the Harry Styles song, As It Was, is the best bet for song of the summer. If you're looking for a sports award show, the ESPYs air tonight on ABC. And Killing Eve Emmy nominee Sandra Oh is 51 today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News. Hollywood. You want. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. 
Good morning. It's 71 degrees at 632. It should be a high for some days, not the early morning temperature. West wind at 5 miles an hour, and the dew point is at 65, well in the humid, uncomfortable range. The forecast today, sunny and hot, a high in the mid-90s. Heat index values as high as 97. National Weather Service has a heat advisory in effect from 11 this morning until 8 p.m. A far-right Maryland legislator endorsed by former President Donald Trump Dan Cox has won the Republican primary for Maryland governor. Cox defeated a moderate rival backed by outgoing governor Larry Hogan. Cox will face the winner of the Democrat primary in the November general election. A best-selling author backed by Oprah Winfrey, Wes Moore, had an early lead Tuesday night with a focus starting to turn to mail ballots that will not be counted until later in the week. Britain has shattered its record for highest temperature ever registered amid a heat wave that has seared swaths of Europe. The National Weather Forecaster predicted it would get even hotter with the country ill-prepared for the extremes. The typical temperate nation is the latest to be walloped by unusually hot, dry weather that has triggered wildfires from Portugal to the Balkans and led to hundreds of heat-related deaths. Images of flames racing toward a French beach and Britain sweltering have driven home concerns about climate change. The UK Met Office Weather Agency registered a provisional reading of 40.3 degrees that's Celsius. That translates to 104.45 degrees Fahrenheit at Kongsby Beach in eastern England. Closer to home, a heat advisory in effect from 11 this morning to 8 p.m. this evening for Broome, Tioga, Yates, Duben, Schuyler, Chemung, Tompkins counties. That is for heat index values up to 96 degrees. The officials are saying the hot temperatures and high humidity can cause heat illnesses. You should drink plenty of fluid, stay in an air-conditioned room, stay out of the sun, and check on relatives and neighbors. Young children and pets should never be left attended in vehicles under any circumstances. It's been a year since Broome County started cracking down on people who drive past stopped school buses by catching the dangerous offenders on film. It appears, however, that people still just don't get it. County officials announced yesterday there have been over 3,000 violations since the launch of the program last summer, in spite of the $250 fine for a first offense and the increased chances of getting caught with the equipping of the buses with cameras on their swing-out stop signs. School buses throughout Broome County have recorded 3,030 vehicles illegally passing buses that have been stopped to pick up or discharge passengers and that had their lights flashing and the stop arm deployed. The worst month of the program so far has been May, with 439 motorists breaking the law and putting children's lives in danger. At the start of the school year last September, there were the fewest violations recorded at 203. Following the initial $250 fine issued to drivers via mail, the second and third violations in an 18-month period are $275 and $300, respectively. County Executive Jason Garner says if there is an upside to the number of violations recorded, it is that the program is catching and fining those drivers. For information on the program, go to gobroomcounty.com slash E91, E911 slash stop arm. WMBF First News Time 635, a heavily traveled street in Endicott may be shut down for up to three weeks while a crumbling pedestrian bridge at the former IBM complex is removed. 
The owner of the old manufacturing site, Phoenix Endicott Industrial Investors, is preparing to remove the walkway over McKinley Avenue. The deteriorating span has repeatedly been hit by two tall trucks. Village officials for several years wanted the previous owners of what's been known as the Huron Campus to take the bridge down, but they did not act. Phoenix representatives have told village officials their plan is to install temporary enclosures on the existing buildings once the pedestrian walkway has been removed. Phoenix is also preparing to repair a crumbling facade on a six-story building at the corner of Oak Hill Avenue and Clark Street. NYSEG is expected to remove a transformer located next to the building to facilitate the necessary work. Village officials say the work schedule has not been finalized, but the demolition is expected to get underway soon. Monkeypox is getting closer to Broome County. The Tompkins County Health Department yesterday issued a statement alerting the community that a case of monkeypox has been identified in a county resident, but there had been no local close contacts. The health department says residents should remain aware of symptoms and take steps to reduce risk of exposure. Meanwhile, New York State says 23,963 doses of a vaccine against the virus are allocated to the state from the federal government. 2,000 of those are going to New York City. There are no doses destined for Tompkins County at this time. It's 637, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Almost three. News Radio 1290, WMBF. It's 6.38. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Injecting a little energy into your Wednesday morning. Well, certainly injecting a little bit of energy into our Sunday morning. Got a little bit of a new system to work with back here in the studio. So my normal routine of just sauntering on into the studio at 5.59 and hopping right on. No, not today. Today it's full stress from start to finish. Definitely not ideal. But we make it work. You always figure it out, right? Eventually all these new changes just become commonplace for you and Unfortunately, I did just learn the old system. I mean, I've only been here for, I guess, coming up on two months now. So at least I haven't been using the system for, like, years, and then all of a sudden it's a new system. We're doing something new today. Gets the blood flowing. That's what you need, right? A little bit of panic in your morning to really wake you up. It's a tough day to get motivated on Wednesday, too. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I've always found, are the toughest days. It's a bit like on Mondays. You're just kind of sitting there and sleeping out your Monday morning, and then in the afternoon, you get all your work done. But on Tuesday, that's the day when you have to start making up on all the work that you were pushing off on Monday. I think that's a universally believed statement. As bad as Mondays are because it signifies the end of the weekend, it's always toughest to get up on a Monday. But Tuesday, that's when all the work really comes in. And Wednesday, you're still kind of catching up. And then, you know, Thursday and Friday. How much work are you really doing when you're that close to the weekend? I'm just waiting to adopt the four-day work week. 
I don't know if that will apply to us here at WMBF if American companies start saying, you know what, from now on, we're going to do a four-day work week, and everyone's going to get a three-day weekend every single weekend. I don't know if that would apply to radio. I hope it does. It was just It's hard to really get excited about a regular two-day weekend because, you know, Saturday is a good day. You go out and you do things, but then Sunday you got to run all your errands. You don't really get one day to just kind of lay around and do absolutely nothing. I mean, you could use your Saturday for that, but then when you get to Sunday, you kind of feel like, oh, I feel like I kind of wasted that Saturday. I feel like I should have been out doing things. I should have gone out to the park. I should have gone out for a hike. Should have gone seen some friends and family, and instead, what did I do? I watched the entirety of whatever was released on the latest streaming service this weekend. You know, say what you will about streaming services like Amazon and Apple TV, but it doesn't take up a whole weekend to watch a new show. It should. I wish when uh, Ted Lasso is one of my favorite shows of all time. I wish that Ted Lasso came out all in one bunch. I could just watch 12 or so episodes of Ted Lasso in one day. But it makes me keep coming back every week. Gives me something to look forward to. I feel like nothing really that great came out this week. So what am I going to do with all this free time? Work? Hmm, I guess I can do that. 642, you're listening to WMBF. It's been a while. on WMBF's First News. Time for a check on traffic and weather. In Johnson City, Avenue A will be closed from Main Street to Helen Drive starting today through Monday, July 25th for water main replacement. So please plan your route accordingly. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route 434 in Appalachian. Starting this past Monday, work runs from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily and should be completed on Friday, July 22nd. Also starting on Monday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Signed detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. Local traffic will continue to have access to the area, including driveway access from Lenox Drive. The road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. The Department of Transportation is also conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately about another week and a half or so and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. And not so much a traffic update, but a general update. The Broome County Department of Parks, Recreation, and Youth Services has closed the Dorchester Park Beach due to an algae bloom. The Parks Department made this decision Tuesday as a protective measure. The public will be notified when the waterfront has been reopened. That's something I haven't seen in a while. A beach getting closed for an algae bloom. I'll say, growing up in a beach town... That did happen a lot, where we'd get red algae out in the bay. And they'd always say, you know, don't go in the water today because it could make you sick. 
It could give you some skin irritation. And you know what we did? We went in the water anyway. We got right in those kayaks, paddled around. Regretted it the next day for sure. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 71 degrees. Humidity 81%. Today sunny and hot with a high near 94 degrees. Heat index values as high as 97. So not a good day to be out and about. Tonight mostly clear with a low around 72 degrees. Tomorrow a chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly after 8 a.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 90 degrees. Winds could gust as high as 21 miles per hour. So if you wear a hat everywhere like I do, hold on to it. And a 50% chance of rain tomorrow. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m. Mostly clear with a low around 65, 50% chance of rain. Friday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m. Sunny with a high near 90 degrees chance of rain 30 percent friday night chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m mostly clear with a low around 66 and a 30 percent chance of rain and saturday mostly sunny and hot with a high near 93 degrees so hopefully dorchester park is back open then that's gonna be a great day for the beach on saturday Definitely one of those days that back home I would have invested in two or three bottles of sunscreen just for one day. 648. You're listening to WMBF. At a hunt. Six forty-nine on WMBF. Time for a sports update. It's all-star week here for Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. Last night, John Carlos Stanton and Byron Buxton homered back-to-back in the fourth inning to rally the American League over the National League 3-2 in the All-Star game. It was the American League's ninth straight victory in the Midsummer Classic. Nine straight. That is a statistical impossibility to win nine straight when you just have that much talent lying around in both leagues you know it's not like the national league has worse talent than the american league that's pretty evenly dispersed in baseball to win nine straight that's impressive nine-time all-star clayton kershaw got the first start of his career for the national league and pitched one inning he gave up a leadoff single to los angeles two-way star shohei otani The NL got a solo shot by Paul Goldschmidt, and Dodgers star Mookie Betts had an RBI single in the first, and Dodger Stadium hosted the All-Star game for the first time since 1980. I will say this. Nothing against West Coast baseball. I love some good West Coast baseball. As the people may know, I'm a pretty big Padres fan, in addition to my Yankees, Mets, Seattle Mariners, Angels fandom. I like everybody in baseball, but I watch a lot of West Coast baseball, and it's definitely weird for all of the all-star festivities to be taking place while the sun is still out. The Home Run Derby especially. It just, it felt hard to invest in the Home Run Derby while the sun was out, because, you know, the cool thing about it and the Home Run Derby is that all these baseballs are just being launched into the night under the bright lights of whatever stadium it's being held in that year. And Dodger Stadium is nice, I guess. I don't know. As a Padres fan, I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed to say that. 
but yeah, you know, Dodger Stadium is fine. I do like it better when it's under the lights, though. It feels it feels like a bigger stage. And I don't get to watch as much West Coast baseball as I'd like to anymore. Cause, well, I have to be up at about 4.30 in the morning to come in here. So when games on the West Coast start at 10 o'clock and run until uh, about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, that's it's a little tough to invest in those games than sleep four hours and roll into the studio the next day. But those are the sacrifices that I make for the great people of the greater Binghamton area. 652, you're listening to WMBF. WMBF 653. Now it's time for Kim Commando. 16 years ago, Nikon gave up on film cameras, but yesterday the announcement was even bigger. Both Nikon and Canon are ending their historic run of the photographer's rugged companion. The single lens reflex camera era is over. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by CarShield. Protect your car from expensive repairs. Visit carshield.com slash Kim and save 10%. Deductible may apply. Nikon's iconic F1 film SLR camera first appeared in 1959. Only the pros or dedicated amateur photographers could afford them. Canon has been Nikon's best competitor, with many pro photographers picking Canon over Nikon's digital SLRs. But yesterday was a watershed moment in the history of photography. Nikon will no longer make digital SLR cameras. From here on out, it's mirrorless digital cameras, an arena where Sony is currently leading the way. But look for Nikon to come roaring forward as it refocuses on the future. I post breaking tech news on my website. That's commando.com. Innovative businesses see every day as an opportunity to create something new. Dell Technologies Advisors are here with tools and expertise to help you do incredible things. Because Dell Technologies believes there's an innovator in all of us. Learn more about smart PCs powered by the Intel vPro platform that's built for business. Find tech that's right for you by calling a Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Innovative businesses see every day as an opportunity to create something new. Dell Technologies Advisors are here with tools and expertise to help you do incredible things. Because Dell Technologies believes there's an innovator in all of us. Learn more about smart PCs powered by the Intel vPro platform that's built for business. Find tech that's right for you by calling a Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. 6.55 on WMBF. Time for another check on traffic and weather. In the village of Johnson City, Avenue A will be closed from Main Street to Helen Drive starting today through Monday, July 25th for water main replacement, so please plan your route accordingly. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route 434 in Appalachian starting this past Monday. Road work runs from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily and is expected to be completed on Friday, July 22nd. Also starting this past Monday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Signed detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. 
Local traffic will continue to have access to the area, including driveway access from Lenox Drive. The road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. The New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately a week and a half or so and is weather dependent as they're removing the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. And a more general notice, the Broome County Department of Parks, Recreation, and Youth Services has closed the Dorchester Park Beach due to an algae bloom. The Parks Department made this decision Tuesday as a protective measure, and the public will be notified when the waterfront has been reopened. National Weather Service forecast right now in downtown Binghamton, about 71 degrees, 81% humidity. Today, sunny and hot with a high near 94 degrees. Heat index values as high as 97. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 72 degrees. Tomorrow, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 8 a.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 90. Winds could gust as high as 21 miles per hour and a 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m., mostly clear with a low around 65, 50% chance of rain. Friday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., sunny with a high near 90 and a 30% chance of rain. And Friday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m., mostly clear with a low around 66 and a 30% chance of rain. For Saturday, mostly sunny and hot with a high near 93. Nice day on Saturday. Nice day to get out and about and do things. And A little hot, but, you know, if that getting out and about includes going to a lake or a pond, I know there's no beaches here. No ocean. Well, there's other places to swim. Might be worth doing on Saturday. 6.59 on WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number one here of WNBF's first news. Coming up, two more hours with me and Kathy. And then three hours of Bob Joseph's live and local talk show, Binghamton Now. So get your calls ready. But up next, we got ABC News. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 72 degrees at 7.04. Right now, the dew point is at 65. That's well in the humid range. Sunny and hot today, a high in the mid-90s. Heat index values reaching into the upper 90s. The National Weather Service in Binghamton issuing a heat advisory for parts of the southern tier for 11 this morning until 8 this evening with heat index values into the mid-90s possible. In the latest advisory updated by the National Weather Service, a little bit before 4 this morning, forecasters said the heat index values could 
reach up to 97. As predicted, high temperatures for the region were put at 94, combined with dew points in the 60s. Officials say the advisory area includes Broome, Tompkins, and Tioga counties in the southern tier, but not Shenango, Delaware, Cortland, Susquehanna, Bradford, or Wayne counties. Even if not included in a heat advisory area, it's still going to be uncomfortably hot and humid. All area residents should take precautions to avoid illnesses, including heat exhaustion and heat stroke. During the heat of the day, activity outside of air conditioning should be limited. People should check on the elderly and those with respiratory issues and never leave people or pets in a vehicle, even with the windows cracked open. Wear lightweight and loose-fitting clothing when possible. Provide shade and water for outdoor animals. One popular spot to cool down on a hot summer day is temporarily out of commission just as the southern tier swelters. The Broome County Department of Parks, Recreation and Youth Services yesterday announced Dorchester Park beaches are closed due to an environmental health issue that is not uncommon to area waterways, algae bloom. The announcement from the county executive's office says the Broome County Department of Parks, Recreation and Youth Services has closed the Dorchester Park Beach due to an algae bloom. The Parks Department made this decision Tuesday as a protective measure. The public will be notified when the waterfront has been reopened. Beaches at Nathaniel Cole Park and Greenwood Park remain open. Some algae blooms can use up oxygen in the water and produce toxins that can kill fish, causing health concerns, especially if the water is ingested. Centers for Disease Control Control Prevention says health issues from swallowing water in the algae bloom include respiratory irritation and intestinal problems and also can include rash. Over a decade after an attempt to get a handle on student housing stock in the city of Binghamton involved limiting the number of non-family members living together, officials are trying again to control units inhabited by four or more unrelated tenants. Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram yesterday announced a proposed zoning code change that would ban student apartments from most residential areas in an attempt to rein in skyrocketing rents and sparse affordable housing stock for, in Cram's word, uh, Binghamton families living paycheck to paycheck. A similar attempt over a decade ago ran into resistance over the definition of family unit. The latest proposal would prohibit apartments with four or more unrelated college students from living from single family and two family residential zones. Under the proposal, student housing would be allowed in areas zoned for multi-unit residential use after review and approval by the Binghamton Planning Commission. A portion of the west side already the site of student apartments is that is currently zoned two-family residential would be rezoned for multi-residential use, allowing the student housing stock to remain. City Council will consider the changes at the August 1st work session, while the Planning Commission will also be conducting a review. WMBF First News Time, 708. A couple of opportunities to connect with people... uh, connect people with new career opportunities in the greater Binghamton area are happening today. The Binghamton Police Department is holding an open house for people interested in joining the police force in the city of Binghamton. Anyone interested in learning more can attend a morning open house session. That'll be from 9 until noon. There's also an evening session from 4 to 7 p.m. Both are in the basement of Binghamton City Hall The deadline to sign up for the next police exam that's going to be happening on September 17th is July 27th. Now, applications can be completed at the open house. There will be people on hand to help with that if you so choose. 
Also today, Binghamton University is hosting a job fair from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. at the baseball stadium complex on the Vestal campus. Maintenance and maintenance and custodial and entry-level clerical positions are available. Job fair attendees should bring resumes or applications. On-site interviews may take place during the event. A full list of classified service positions available at Binghamton University can be found at binghamton.edu slash offices slash human resources slash jobs slash classified. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Almost. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 7.10 here on WMBF. Hour number two of WMBF's first news with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. In the village of Johnson City, Avenue A will be closed from Main Street to Helen Drive starting today through Monday, July 25th, for water main replacement, so plan your route accordingly. New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route 434 in Appalachian starting this past Monday. Road work runs from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily. The work is expected to be completed on Friday, July 22nd. Also starting this past Monday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Signed detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. Local traffic will continue to have access to the area, including driveway access from Lenox Drive. The road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. The Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately a week and a half more or so and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. And if you were planning on going to Dorchester Park Beach, to get away from this hot weather today, well, the Broome County Department of Parks and Recreation and Youth Services has closed the beach due to an algae bloom. The Parks Department made this decision Tuesday as a protective measure, and the public will be notified when the waterfront has been reopened. They still have beaches at Nathaniel Cole Park and Greenwood Park. If you still want to go to the beach today, get away from this hot weather. Right now in downtown Binghamton, about 72 degrees, 79% humidity. Today, sunny with a high near 90. Tonight, chance of thunderstorms mainly after 5 a.m., but mostly clear with a low around 71 and a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 2 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 85 degrees and a 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers likely before 8 p.m., mostly clear with a low around 64 and a 60% chance of rain. Friday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., but sunny with a high near 85. And Friday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m., mostly clear with a low around 64. Saturday, mostly sunny with a high near 88. And Saturday night, mostly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees. 
613. You're listening to WMBF. Fans. Seven sixteen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Last night in Major League Baseball's All Star Game, John Carlos Stanton and Byron Buxton homered back to back in the fourth inning to rally the American League over the National League three to two in the All Star Game. It was the AL's ninth straight victory in the Midsummer Classic. Nine time All Star Clayton Kershaw got the first start of his career for the National League and pitched one inning. He gave up a leadoff single to Los Angeles two way star Shohei Otani. And Shohei Otani actually called his shot before leading off the Midsummer Classic at Dodger Stadium. Told Fox's Tom Verducci in the on-deck circle that he was going to jump on Clayton Kershaw quickly. Promised first pitch, first swing, that's it. And then he flared a 91-mile-per-hour fastball off Kershaw up the middle for a base hit. National League got a solo shot by Paul Goldschmidt and Dodgers star Mookie Betts had an RBI single in the first. Dodger Stadium hosted the All-Star Game for the first time since 1980. Now, that Shohei Otani story, that is, I mean, that's Babe Ruth-esque. In the way that Shohei Otani is commonly referred to as the modern-age Babe Ruth, partly because of his ability to pitch and hit, well, mainly because of that ability, but also because what he does on a baseball field is just jaw-dropping. Now, did Babe Ruth call his shot when he hit that home run? That You know, that famous story about pointing out to center field? I don't know if he actually called his shot. No one really knows for sure because, well, it happened back in the 1920s and there was no video cameras, or maybe the 1930s, but nobody had it on video. Nobody had video of Babe Ruth pointing out to center field and saying, I'm going to hit the ball right there and then doing it. I do remember reading an article once about how that game was actually rather heated I believe it was a, a World Series game. It was rather heated. Some jawing between the dugouts and some trash talking going on. And Babe Ruth said, all right, I'll trash talk back. Allegedly calling his shot and then hitting that home run. Of course, we don't have to worry about that with Shohei Otani because, well, there's audio of him saying first pitch, first swing, that's it. Now, did he call a single up the middle? Probably not. That'd be kind of a lame thing to call if you were Shohei Otani to say, yeah, I'm going to hit a single, a leadoff single. Now, the cool thing to do is to call a home run and to actually do it. Can't recall any other stories about somebody calling a home run and hitting it exactly where they said they were going to hit it. But Shohei Otani keeps those Babe Ruth comparisons alive. Probably a favorite for the Most Valuable Player Award in the American League this year. Well, definitely a favorite. I would say he likely wins unless Aaron Judge even picks up his pace in the second half of the season, or Jose Ramirez from the Cleveland Guardians. It's tough to evaluate a player when you have to evaluate both his ability to pitch and hit. How much weight do you give to hitting when you consider the Most Valuable Player Award? You know, For a pitcher to win that award, you really have to do something special. Only a few pitchers have ever actually won the Most Valuable Player Award, Justin Verlander, Clayton Kershaw, most recently. I can't recall if Jacob deGrom actually won it or not, and I believe it was 2018 when he had a fantastic season there. I don't believe he won the award. He probably should have, though. I also recall another stat that 
in that season where Jacob DeGrom was basically establishing himself as the most dominant pitcher of all time, if he had just gotten three runs of run support every game, he would have had like 30 wins. Instead, in the 2018 season, he finished 10-9 and with a 170 ERA. Won the Cy Young, obviously. Finished 5th in the MVP voting that year. Probably should have won in 2018 the MVP award. Because that's one of those things when you're looking at pitchers and saying, well, what does a pitcher really have to do to win the Most Valuable Player Award instead of just the Cy Young? Well, it's that. A 170 ERA over the course of a year. But, of course, you have old head baseball writer saying, well, he only had 10 wins. Well, it's not his fault. It's not his fault he was going out there every five days and getting zero or one runs of support. That Mets offense was pretty bad. and Even every other game, you know, they played like a, an average offense, I would say, but for whatever reason, when Jacob DeGrom pitched, they did not score runs. They would not score runs from him. Maybe it was you know, a mental block in their head saying, oh, well, Jacob DeGrom's pitching today, so we really don't have to do that much offensively because we know he's going to pitch seven innings and allow only one run at most. And DeGrom finishes that season 10-9. and nine. I'm sure somebody didn't vote for him for Cy Young Award that year, saying, oh, how can we give the Cy Young Award to a pitcher that only has 10 wins? Well, how can you give the MVP award to Mike Trout or Shohei Otani when the Angels keep missing the playoffs? It's not their fault. As far as baseball goes, compared to any other sport, it is the most individual team sport. Now, in basketball, if you have LeBron James in your team, well, he not only makes everyone around him better, but if needed, he can just take the ball and put 40 points on the board. Mike Trout still only gets four at-bats a game. 721. Now it's time for Wall Street Now with ABC's Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A big bounce for stocks yesterday coming off Monday's losses. The Dow Jones surged 754 points to close at 31,927. The Standard & Poor's 500 finished 2.8% higher. The Nasdaq climbed 3.1%. All three indexes posted their best single day in nearly a month. With interest rates climbing, construction on new homes is slowing. The Commerce Department says both housing starts and the number of new building permits dropped in June. That's the second straight month of declines. Netflix announced yesterday that it lost about a million subscribers worldwide in the second quarter. Considering it anticipated losing $2 million, its share price gained 6% in after-hours trading. Chipotle blames staffing shortages and too many employees calling in sick for its decision to close a restaurant in Augusta, Maine. Workers at that location, coincidentally, had filed paperwork to unionize. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Want to save a... Seven twenty-four on WMBF. That's time for ABC's Political Insights. Now your political insights from ABC News. The next hearing of the House January 6th committee in primetime Thursday will feature testimony from two former Trump aides who resigned the day of the Capitol riot, but it will not include important data requested from the Secret Service. 
None of the president's climate-related orders the president's announcing today will give anyone instant relief from this summer's record-breaking heat, but he will add more money to the Federal Emergency Management Agency to help protect the hardest-hit communities. Some programs will help low-income Americans pay energy bills. Others are designed to help with flooding from rising sea levels and severe weather. Mr. Biden will also visit a former coal plant. They'll turn into a factory that makes power cables for offshore wind turbines. With bipartisan and support the House passing a bill to federally protect same-sex and interracial marriages. The bill now goes to the Senate, where its future isn't certain. Those are your political insights. I'm Andy Field. And it's 7.25 now. We are joined by Karen Sweet O'Neill. We got a little preview of what she's going to talk about today in yesterday's show. Uh, Karen, why don't you just dive right in? Okay. Good morning, James. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, too. Thanks. Going to be a hot one today, huh? Uh, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm Irish. I burn very easily. The sun is my worst enemy. Oh, no. Yeah, well, no, you it's, it's ugly. work in the cool studio today, then. Oh, yeah, we got that air conditioner running in here. Oh, yeah, you must. Absolutely. So we're talking about inflation. Yuck. Nobody likes inflation, and, you know, the news on it has pretty much been bad for months, but it's gotten worse. You know, um, last week the government reported that in June the consumer price index rose at an annual rate of 9.1%, and that's the fastest pace since November of 1981. That's a long time ago. So, So what do you do? What's the trend for the next six months? You know, nobody really knows. Obviously, if we could determine all that, we'd all be gazillionaires, you know, but that's not the way it works. So what do you do? Well, with the Fed, uh, the Federal Reserve, they're the ones that, you know, are in control right now of the interest rates that are, you know, escalating in the economy. So the price stability, James, has been the uh, the Fed's biggest problem. So the report on inflation makes further interest rate increases all but inevitable that that's what's going to happen. And so that obviously affects everything. It affects your credit cards. It affects your bank accounts. It affects all sorts of payments and not in a good way. So, I mean, the mortgage rates alone, they're up. You know, they're now a 30-year fixed is. Um, close to 6%, you know, 5.79% with 2.52 points. And, I mean, a year ago, that was unheard of. You know, it was just a, a mecca of housing. Um, it was a bonanza. You know, somebody would have an asking price of 200000 for their home, and people would overbid it, James, you know, to two fifty just to be able to get it. And the interest rates were so low, it was just a, a wonderful time to look into purchasing properties. Not so much anymore today. So what do you do? You know, what do the markets say? Well, the markets are supposed to be forward-looking. In a bear market in stocks, a decline of at least 20% from the market peak is underway. So that's what we're looking at with the market. Stocks were down so far this year 18.9%. So we had a great day on the market yesterday, which is wonderful because we need those great days. So you, you need to pay attention, but try not to panic. So what do you do? 
So, you know, you're going to the grocery store. It's costing you more to buy everything. And in some cases, what the manufacturers are doing are they're decreasing the size of what you're buying instead of increasing the prices. So you're getting less for the same amount of money that you were paying more for in the beginning, whether it's cereal or or cookies or whatever the case may be. So what do you do? Make sure you can pay your bills and you have enough cash for emergencies. That is crucial. And you want to keep your cash in a safe place and preferably in one that provides some small return. So reasonable options include things like high-yielding bank accounts. And the bank accounts, interest rates are going up now, the savings accounts, money market funds, treasury bills, I-bonds, you know, CDs. You know, after that, James, if you're just starting as an investor and you have decades ahead of you, you could take the long view. You can put your money in low-cost, diversified index funds, um, you know, target marketing workplace funds, very, very important. And, you know, for people with shorter horizons, the situation is trickier, so you may need to make some trade-offs. So the best advice that we can give is if you're working with a financial advisor, make sure that you call them, make an appointment, go over your portfolio, make sure that you're well diversified and that you can, you know, you can withstand any kind of market volatility that we're seeing now. And that really does depend on your, you know, risk um, adverse. It also depends on how old you are because obviously if you're in your 70s, you're not going to be able to make up a lot of a market downturn like you could if you were in your 50s. So let your advisor work for you. If you do something like Vanguard or Fidelity, you know, call them up. Have them work with you. If they aren't working with you, then get a new advisor. Give us a call, and we can always <clears throat> walk you through certain certain things and help you along. So we are up on the parkway. We're up above Plato's Closet and Style Encore, and our number is 607, which you have to dial the area code with everything you do now. So it's 607-772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance, and all our contact information comes up, or simply go to a phone book, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages, and we work hand-in-hand with a lot of financial advisors in the community, James, so we like to refer out um, for specific uh, situations. And uh, it's really helpful because a lot of times people don't know where to go or they say my advisor retired or he's no, she or, or he or she is no longer in the business. And we have several um, that, you know, are <clears throat> very, very, um, very good at doing uh, target investing. And, you know, you really need that in, in this day and age. And if you've never had an advisor and you were doing it all by yourself, we also are referring people for that because a lot of times you need some hand-holding. You need some help because this is your money and this is your future. Oh, yeah. I definitely need all the help I can get when it comes to <laughs> managing money. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's not what you do. Just like people that manage money aren't going to go on, you know, the radio and do what you do. Everybody has their specialty. That's true. Although, I'm sure if you ask them, I say, yeah, I can do what James does. What does he do? He just reads the weather. That's all James does. <laughs> Oh, I know. It's not that easy. (laughs) Well, Karen, (laughs) thank you very much. 
as always, I feel a little bit smarter money-wise today from talking to you. Uh, oh, very good. And you stay cool. Uh, yes, you too. Have a good one. All right. That was Karen Sweet O'Neill. It's 7.32 on WMBF. Tired of... This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 72 degrees at 734. The dew point is at 65. That is well in the humid range, not quite to the oppressive tropical range. We had dew points into the 70s. The forecast for today, we have a heat advisory in effect from 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. Heat indices could reach into the upper 90s. The ambient air temperature, however, is going to be in the mid-90s. And a sunny day for today. The House has overwhelmingly approved a bill to protect same-sex and interracial marriages. Yesterday's vote stands as a direct confrontation with the Supreme Court, whose conservative majority in overturning Roe versus Wade's abortion, abortion access signaled that other rights might be in jeopardy. While the Respect for Marriage Act easily passed the House, it is likely to stall in the Senate, where most Republicans could stop it with a filibuster. Amazon has filed a lawsuit against administrators of more than 10,000 Facebook groups it accuses of coordinating fake reviews in exchange for money or free products. The Seattle-based e-commerce giant said in a statement yesterday Facebook groups were set up to recruit people willing to post incentivized and misleading reviews across its stores in the UK and United States, as well as France, Italy, Spain, and Japan. The problem over phony reviews is, of course, not new for Amazon or e-commerce as a whole. WMBF First News Time, 736. Monkeypox is getting closer to Broome County. The Tompkins County Health Department yesterday issued a statement alerting the community that a case of monkeypox has been identified in a county resident, but there have been no local close contacts. The health department says residents should remain aware of symptoms and take steps to reduce risk of exposure. Meanwhile, New York State says 23,963 doses of a vaccine against the virus are allocated to the state from the federal government. 2,000 of those are going to New York City, where there's the highest number of cases. No doses are destined for Tompkins County at this point. Other doses of the vaccine are headed to Nassau, Suffolk, Westchester, Erie, Monroe, and Saratoga counties. Albany County, which just announced its first case, will receive 40 doses. It's been a year since Broome County started cracking down on people who drive past stopped school buses by catching the dangerous offenders on film. It appears, however, that people still just don't get it. Broome County officials announced yesterday there have been over 3,000 violations since the launch of the program last summer in spite of the $250 fine for the first offense and the increased chances of getting caught with the equipping of those buses with cameras on their swing-out stop signs. School buses throughout Broome have recorded 3,030 vehicles illegally passing buses that have been stopped to pick up or discharge students and that have their lights flashing and the stop arm deployed. The worst month of the program so far had been May with 439 motorists breaking the law and putting children's lives in danger. At the start of the school year last September, there were the fewest violations on record at 203. Following the initial $250 fine issued to drivers via mail, the second and third violations in an 18-month period are $275 and $300, respectively. WMBF News Time, 737. 
Student housing units and single-family residential sections of Binghamton could be outlawed soon. Mayor Jared Cramps, the City Council, and the Planning Commission are considering a zoning law that would prohibit student apartments in most residential areas to protect the integrity of single-family residential neighborhoods. The mayor says the change could help to ensure that Binghamton families living paycheck to paycheck aren't competing with college students for affordable housing. And forget about smoking anything on any municipal property in Newark Valley. That Tioga County Village has adopted a 100% comprehensive smoke-free policy prohibiting use of all tobacco, cannabis, and vaping products at all Newark Valley-owned properties, structures, ball fields, and play areas in the village. It's 738, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. For 50... Seven forty on WMBF. Good morning, James. Good morning, Kathy. Yeah, it's one of those days of putting out fires, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying last hour. This injects a little bit of energy into my Wednesday, and sure, it's annoying <laughs> to deal with. But right now, I feel like I'm buzzing. Right now, I'm ready to go. Great, I've got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> There's different reactions. Oh. Well, I'm also trying to get things done ahead of time for vacation, so I'm off next week. So, you know, making sure I I have in advance already the next Foodie Friday, not just for this week, but also for next week. So two weeks in a row, original recipes for Foodie Friday and uh, just trying to get all that stuff done, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to coming in early next week. Really looking forward to covering those hours. Oh, yeah, I know. That is going to be the days. Energy. Yeah, that's. I'm going to need an injection of energy for those. That's. I, I don't know what you I'm going to do. You just have to go yet. into it with a positive attitude. Positive attitude. I'm the most positive person here. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I did not wear my my sarcasm shirt. I wore I wore my public service shirt. That's today. fine. I've only been here for two months, which is why I'm did, still the most positive person here. I'm sure it'll beat me down eventually. Did you see my my public my public service announcement shirt? If you don't talk to cat talk to your if you don't talk to your cat about catnip who will it's public service announcement public service announcement i can't say that i i generally talk to my cat about catnip because i don't have a cat uh also i I used to have three i don't know if cats really understand english i know dogs understand some english oh cats 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 understand well they they just don't want you to think they understand yeah that's that's the difference with cats right (laughs) that old saying like you feed a dog and the dog thinks you're god and you feed a cat and the cat thinks the cat is god Well, either way, in my house, it's just we're the slave of the animals anyway. Yeah. We have, we have a sign that says greyhounds and their housekeeping staff live here. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's my, my aunt. Uh, my aunt and uncle have just so many animals in their house. And it wasn't, like, super intentional on their part. You know, they adopted a lot of cats um, all at once because somebody had those cats, and that person is no longer with us. So they ended up with, like... They have two dogs, they have two turtles, and like 11 cats all at the same time just like roaming around the house. That's a lot of cats. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, like how do you how do you get anything else done besides just like feeding the animals? Well, you get a system down, but the thing is the expense. I mean, I I would have more animals, but I'm realistic about it. I can't afford yeah, you know, you've got if if that's you, the other thing. It's so yeah, that's expensive. A nice, that's the nice thing if people want to adopt, and that's unfortunately the things that we found out with the pandemic 
with the people just ran out and they emptied the shelters. But then they found that they, you know, the upkeep, the maintenance, not only of the food, but then when you have vet bills. Yeah. And all those cats were like so old. I think they only have like three or four left because all the cats were so old when they got them. And this was like, you know, five years ago or so when they got them. But yeah, it's so expensive. I even remember, you know, we used to feed my older dog Flynn. and he would just get his his dry food and he would eat it and he'd be like great i'm i'm now no longer hungry i'm good to go but when we got brody that little menace tried (laughs) wet food one time when he was he was sick he had a little stomach infection so the vet was like hey why don't you give him wet food for a couple days and then you know we'll adjust and he'll go back to dry food after his stomach infection clears up and when we go back to dry food he's like what is this I'm not eating this. This is, what is this? Dry food. No, no, no. I eat wet food now. So we've been ordering wet food. And he eats three times a day, as does Flynn now, because he's, he's got on these crazy steroids that makes him, like, hyper-hungry all the time. He really is. Like, if you hold a treat near him, you're likely to get your hand accidentally bitten off. Yeah. And But Brody, I mean, he the wet food is so much more expensive, and we have to buy so much of it now. Because the dog just decided, no, I'm not going to eat that dry we, food we anymore. Mix, we mix can and kibble, but I'm, you know, I'm lucky that now Sir Lancelot was was pretty sick. He had some some issues um, a less than a week ago, and it was when a lot of times with the stomach issues, they have to go on a bland diet, which meant I was cooking for the dog, you know, boiled chicken and rice and just plain white rice and boiled chicken, which he had, he loved. He loved mommy cooking for him, but fortunately. He hasn't decided that that's what he has to eat. Yeah. He, of course, Sir Lancelot will eat anything, including uh, lottery tickets. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Flynn. Flynn is which I had boy. to. Fortunately, there was enough of the uh, the the barcode left on it that I could mail it in and get the money I won yeah, nice. off the ticket there he ate. One money. He yeah. can't can't eat the losing tickets. No, no, only the one that you won. Yeah, no, that's uh, our poor mailman. Who's uh, our mailman was great. His name was Jim, and he used to he brings treats to the dogs all the time. My brother in law is a mail carrier, and he has treats in his truck. Yeah, and he he loved loved Flynn because Flynn is the most well-behaved dog of all time and now you know flynn is going blind and he's on these crazy hunger steroids and now every time jim comes to the door i have to like hold both the dogs back to prevent flynn from biting the mailman's hand off accidentally he would never do that on purpose just accidentally oh i just actually got a text from my uncle they only have two cats left they're down from like 11 to 2 oh great yeah not great not great at all oh man it's 7.46 here on WMBF. Some break. News Radio 1290, 7.48 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. In Johnson City, Avenue A will be closed from Main Street to Helen Drive starting today through Monday, July 25th, so please plan your route accordingly. New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route 434 in Appalachian starting Monday, this past Monday, July 18th. Road work runs from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily, and work is expected to be completed on Friday. Also starting this past Monday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Signed detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Ave and Lenox Drive. Local traffic will continue to have access to the area, including driveway access from Lenox Drive. 
a road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. And the New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4. That's the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately another week and a half or so as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. And the Broome County Department of Parks, Recreation, and Youth Services has closed the Dorchester Park Beach due to an algae bloom. The Parks Department made this decision Tuesday as a protective measure, and the public will be notified when the waterfront has been reopened. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now about 72 degrees, 79% humidity. Today, sunny with a high near 90. Tonight, chance of thunderstorms mainly after 5 a.m., mostly clear with a low around 71. Tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 2 p.m., mostly sunny with a high near 85 and a 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers likely before 8 p.m., mostly clear with a low around 64 and a 60% chance of rain. Friday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., sunny with a high near 85 degrees. Friday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. And Saturday, mostly sunny with a high near 88. 751, you're listening to WMBF. Almost three. on WMBF. That's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends, a streaming service behind Stranger Things is seeing its subscriber growth turn upside down. Between April and June, just under a million users got rid of their Netflix accounts, according to the company. That's better than what was projected, but still marks the biggest drop in Netflix's history. Even with their reach, even with the, the relationships they have and the markets that they're in, there's only X number of people that are going to be able to subscribe to a full-price subscription model. Paul Erickson with Parks Association. Associates as Netflix recently announced plans for a cheaper subscription option supported by ads, and it's testing another way to retain existing subscribers. Looking at gaming, they're exploring the possibility of live streamed content. Erickson says what happens at Netflix could serve as a blueprint for younger streaming services as well. It can't be understated the implications of what happens to Netflix as they relate to other companies potentially in the industry. With Tech Trends of Alex Stone, ABC News. Seven fifty-five on WNBF. Have a little sports update before we get started with hour number three. Last night was MLB's All-Star Game. John Carlos Stanton and Byron Buxton homered back-to-back in the fourth inning to rally the American League over the National League three to two in the All-Star Game. It was the AL's ninth straight victory in the Midsummer Classic. Nine-time All-Star Clayton Kershaw got the first start of his career for the National League and pitched one inning. He gave up a leadoff single to Los Angeles two-way star Shohei Otani. The National League got a solo shot by Paul Goldschmidt, and Dodgers star Mookie Betts had an RBI single in the first. Dodger Stadium hosted the All-Star game for the first time since 1980. Also in other baseball news, baseball commissioner Rob Manfred is defending the sport's treatment of minor leaguers, prompting immediate criticism from the players' advocacy group. 
Manfred says the sport has made real strides in the last few years in terms of what minor league players are paid. A minor league advocacy group called Manfred's comments callous and false. I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to go to callous and false because there have been improvements in the minor league system. Not nearly enough improvements, and baseball's pay structure overall is kind of a disaster. I look at a guy like Luke Voigt for evidence of that. Luke Voigt, what he did for the Yankees after being traded from the St. Louis Cardinals, was fantastic. Luke Voigt was an above-average player before the Yankees traded him to the San Diego Padres. Led the league in home runs during the shortened 2020 season. Now, Luke Voigt was drafted in the 32nd round. So no or minimal signing bonus to speak of. Didn't come up at 21 years old as some young phenom. So he's not going to reach free agency until he's in his mid-30s. And at that point, what kind of contract is he going to get? Not a lot of teams out there are going to pay big money contracts to a, let's say, 35-year-old Luke Voigt, who at that point will really only be a designated hitter unless he's hitting 40 home runs a year at that point. And even still, it won't be a lengthy contract. A minor league pay is still very much down. You know, it's not about the Jason Dominguez's who get a $5 million signing bonus as the top international pick. Or about Jack Leiter gets drafted in the top 10, gets a multi-million dollar signing bonus. It's about the guys who are maybe further down the draft board but still have tons of potential. I circle a guy like Luke Voigt because he was that guy, a guy with tons of potential who was drafted in the 32nd round. Those are the guys who, in the offseason and even during the season in some cases, are driving Uber or working at Amazon, delivering packages. Randy Dobnak, pitcher for the Minnesota Twins, famously in a playoff start for uh, against the Yankees a couple years ago, broadcast would not stop talking about how just a few months earlier, this guy was an Uber driver in the offseason. Because he hadn't reached the major leagues yet, he hadn't gotten a major league payday. That's not a good system for minor leaguers. You don't want your elite athletes needing second and third jobs just to survive, just to be able to play this game. 759 on WMBF. Want to say this is News Radio 1290 AM, WMBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Another hour of first news coming up after ABC.